Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back into the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio, radio radio.com, and Sirius 206. We'll get back to your calls in just a little bit, but now it's time to welcome my next guest. He covers the NFL for CBSSports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Wilson CBS. Ryan Wilson on the show. Ryan, thanks for the time. How's it going, man? Hey, Danny, what's up, man? Oh, you know, just another NFL postgame show here on the radio. Crazy day in the National Football League, as always. What was the uh, your biggest takeaway from uh, the day that was Week 7? Uh, I think one of the, the biggest things for me was to see the Ravens go to Seattle and, and do what they did to a, a really good Seahawks team. Um, actually, the Seahawks one of my favorite teams coming into to this week. In the preseason, I, I pegged them to win the division. I'm usually pretty... Terrible about those things, but I've been pretty good through their first six games. But Lamar Jackson, I've been saying this for a while now, but I feel like in two or three years he's going to be the best player in the NFL. The things he's able to do with his feet, he gets better each and every week with his arm. Um, You know, he was dog for that last year. That's not the issue. Mark Andrews is tied in, had three drops. Uh, All of them hit him right in the hands. And I feel like Lamar Jackson is a truly special player. And we saw a glimpse of that against Seattle, and now the interesting thing is going to be but the uh, Ravens have their bye week, and they come out of that bye week and face the Patriots. And I think that might be the Patriots' biggest test of the season, maybe the entire regular season. We know they haven't really played anyone up to this point. But, uh, yeah, for me, that, that was the biggest takeaway. Uh, it was a huge win um, for Baltimore and, and sort of a demoralizing loss uh, for Seattle. You think Lamar Jackson has a higher ceiling than Pat Mahomes? No. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is – Clearly, you know, one of the most amazing quarterbacks uh, slash players that we've seen in a while. I just think that where Lamar Jackson started and where he already is after one year, no one saw this coming. I mean, there were a lot of uh, sort of comparisons to, to Michael Vick and, and can he do this, but can he throw the ball? And uh, we've seen he's been capable of throwing the ball. Patrick Mahomes was special from the first time he stepped on the field in week 17 of his rookie season, I believe. And we know what happened last year. And the only thing that can slow him down is, is a bum ankle and dislocated knee. But um, when he comes back or when he's back to 100%, he's still you know, quarterback number one. But I think Lamar Jackson, in terms of excitement level, is right up there with, um, with Patrick Mahomes. And look, I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar Jackson – is able to get the Ravens back to the Super Bowl before Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl. If that's the measuring stick, then I guess Lamar Jackson would be considered a better player in that light. We're talking to Ryan Wilson. He covers the NFL for CBSSports.com. Who do you think the second-best team is in the AFC, assuming you have the Patriots as number one? That's a good question. Coming into this game, or coming into Sunday, uh, the Colts-Texans was a huge matchup. The Colts pulled that out. They're not sexy, the Colts, but they play extremely well. Chris Ballard, the GM, has done a fantastic job of stocking that roster with young, talented players, um, all for relatively cheap. Uh, they have so much room under the salary cap. Jacoby Brissett, who a lot of people thought would be the biggest question mark 
uh, coming into the season after Andrew Luck retired, no one inside the building thought that. They gave him that two-year extension, and he has not been the problem. So I'll hesitantly go with the Colts just because they, they don't blow you away with the way they play, but they're so consistently good. Uh, and I'll put the Texans number two, or excuse me, second behind the Colts, number three overall behind the Patriots, and then the Ravens. And I'm not ex- including the Chiefs right now just because we're without Patrick Mahomes. Once he comes back, we'll reevaluate. We'll see what happens over this three-week span, assuming he comes back after that. But right now I would go uh, Patriots, uh, Colts, Texans, and then Ravens. So then same type of question for the NFC, but I think the question there is who the best team is. That That's a good – I mean – so I'll start with the 49ers. They just won today in a sloppy game in Washington, and, and I don't even know if that really counts. You shut out the Redskins on a, a sloppy field. It still counts as a win, but the Redskins are, are a truly terrible football team. The Saints go into Chicago and blow the doors off the, the Bears with Teddy Bridgewater, who's now 5-0 and as a starter. You can't overlook that. Then you go to Green Bay and see what Aunt, uh, Aaron Rodgers did. Threw five touchdowns, ran for another, perfect quarterback rating, over five, 400 yards, um, so you have to certainly consider that, and I don't know what's going on in the NFC East. We'll have to see how that sorts itself out, but those teams have all come together. They're all clumped together there, at least the Eagles and the Cowboys. So I'll go Green Bay, San Francisco, and the Saints, and you know we haven't even talked about the Panthers who are off this week, but who are a very good football team without Cam Newton. We're talking to Ryan Wilson. He covers the National Football League for CBSSports.com. Uh each week, it seems like on this show, there's a new low for the Atlanta Falcons, and I keep talking to you know callers from Atlanta wondering when Dan Quinn is going to get fired, and I don't have a good answer for them. Do you think that there's any shot he survives this thing? No. No, there is not. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a win. matter of time, right? He'll have to win out. So uh, they host the Rams, or excuse me, they, they play the Seahawks next. They just got beat by the Rams. They host the Seahawks, and uh, that game could certainly go south, and I would expect it will because there's no reason to think otherwise. The defense has been a huge problem. Now Matt Ryan's hobbling with, uh, I think it's an ankle injury. He was in a boot after the game. Uh, apparently the Falcons think he'll be okay, but we'll see. And uh, after the Seahawks game next week, they have their bye week. So let's assume they lose to the Seahawks, which seems eminently reasonable given that they're 1-6. It would be, I'd be hard-pressed to imagine Dan Quinn survives that because don't forget, he fired all the coordinators last year in order to take more control and call the defensive plays. That clearly hasn't worked out. The defense is healthier than it was a year ago, and they had they were decimated by injuries a year ago. But it's just it's just not working. So um, it would certainly make sense that you would make a change. This team is too good to be 1-6. You're wasting Matt Ryan in, uh, towards the tail end of his prime. And um, if you're not changing the, co- the coaching situation, you're saying we're fine losing football games, um, and we're only halfway through this thing. So I, I think a lot has to go right, starting with the win over the Seahawks. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Speaking of Matt Ryan, a quarterback, you know, of his era, uh, Matt Stafford broke his record as the fastest guy to forty thousand yards uh, today. Uh, Matt Stafford did it in one hundred and forty-seven games. Matt Ryan did it in one hundred and fifty-one. Obviously, there's an you know adjustment for era conversation here, right? These are the the product of the passing era of the National Football League. But when when I say Matt Stafford, fastest quarterback ever to 40,000 yards, your takeaway from that achievement is what? He's thrown a lot of passes, and he's been on some bad football teams, but he's also been on a couple of football teams that went to the – trying to trying to do the math in my head. A couple of football teams went to the playoffs, a couple of winning football teams, but he was there. You know, The reason he was drafted first overall was because they didn't win a game uh, the year before. Um, Nine and seven in back-to-back years – 
with Caldwell, and then he was fired, and, and last year wasn't a good year in Matt Patricia's first year. But this year has been much better, and I give Matt Patricia a lot of credit after dogging him for much of last year. The offense is running much more smoothly, and um, Matthew Stafford is secretly a top seven, top eight quarterback this season. Uh, he was 30 of 45 for 364, four touchdowns uh, in that loss to the Vikings. That loss wasn't on him, certainly. And I think he's a huge part of what they're trying to do. The, obviously, they got hosed in that Packers game last week. They somehow lost the season opener, um, or they tied the season opener, excuse me, to the Cardinals in the game they should have won. So their season could be completely different right now. Uh, and I feel like Matthew Stafford has been a big part of that. So it doesn't surprise me so much. I just think a lot of people uh, sort of overlook Stafford because he's been on historically bad teams in a, in a, in a region where people don't really pay, pay close, close attention to football if you're not living in Detroit. We're talking to Ryan Wilson. He covers the NFL for CBS sports.com at Ryan Wilson, CBS. All right. So I do afternoons uh, during the week here in Chicago, and it feels like the honeymoon for Matt Nagy is over. And Mitch Trubisky has, you know, weeks, not years left as the Bears starting quarterback, even if that feels like a little bit like an overreaction in the midst of this thing. How would you assess the situation with the Bears here in Chicago? Dire. Uh, I actually tweeted this out towards the end of the game. I, I said the uh, the Bears should trade for Andy Dalton. This sounds like a joke, but that's that's where we are in this Mitchell Trubisky experiment. I got zero pushback from Bears fans. In fact, many of them applauded the idea of trading for Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, by the way, he's having a truly horrific season in the winless uh, winless campaign for the Bengals. But that's where we're at. I feel, and I said four or five weeks ago. Uh, three or four weeks ago, even before Mr. Trubisky got hurt, that why not roll with Chase Daniels, see what he can do. He knows Matt Nagy's system. He came over from Kansas City with him. One game was fine. The last game in London clearly did not go well. But Trubisky is going to be the albatross around Ryan Pace's neck because all we're going to hear about for the rest of Ryan Pace's career, unless he starts reeling off Super Bowls, is that he traded for Trubisky, passed on Mahomes, passed on Watson. And that is a huge whiff in, in terms of being a personnel uh, personnel guy because the disparity between those three players, it's not even close. And this isn't all on Ryan Pace. There are other teams that like Trubisky. I don't know if they like him that much. But it's clear that he is not a starting caliber quarterback. This is year three. He has not made any progress. In fact, you could argue that he's regressed. I know he had the shoulder issue today, but let's be real. This team with an average quarterback with Andy Dalton is not uh, in the situation. They're not 3-3. Three and three. They probably have one or two wins, and they're looking – you have reason to be encouraged based on, on, on what the offense has done. And you're, again, we talk about Matt Ryan being wasted in Atlanta. This defense is being wasted in Chicago. It's not, I don't think it's Matt Nagy's fault. I think if he had the guy he wanted in there, his play calling would be a little more effective. But there's only so much you can do. Bill Belichick couldn't magically fix what they have in Chicago offensively because it starts with a quarterback who just isn't playing very well. Okay, so you say Andy Dalton, and that that's horrifying because yeah. I, think he, I think he's awful. But is there – so Phillip Rivers – is there a scenario? I mean, I know he's got a thousand kids and, and loves San Diego, but is is there a scenario where he's not a Charger next year? Alex Smith, you know, if he ever walks and can play football again? Like, I do feel like next season it's reasonable to say that the Bears will try to get a veteran upgrade and Trubisky is not, like, birthrighted in as their week one quarterback. I think it tells you where we're at, that we're talking about 87-year-old Philip Rivers and uh, Alex Smith, who we don't know if he's ever going to play again as possible options in 2020. But, I mean, those are fair concerns. I mean, other names that are slightly younger and, and uh, slightly more healthy, Marcus Mariota is going to be out there almost certainly. He stinks. Um, 
Yeah, and then there's Jameis Winston, who is in the same boat as Marcus Mariota that's going over the cliff. But again, those are possible upgrades over Mr. Bisky and certainly can get, I would imagine, relatively cheap. Um, Josh Rosen is an option because it's clear that he's not he's – not, Here's the thing. If you put Josh Rosen with a defense and some semblance of an offense, he would. I think he would have some success. He has been uh, incapable of doing that in Arizona and now Miami. He's been benched uh, in Miami, and I can only assume he was a terrible person in his previous life. But I feel like in the right position, he could have some success. So uh, are there a lot of options out there? Nick Foles could be a possibility if they love Gardner Minshew and want to move on from him. But, again, nothing really screams out at you as, oh, this is going to solve our, our problems. And I think this is going to – require either a lot of money in terms of trading for a guy who's in a backup situation that's really good or going back to the draft and that can be problematic given what we saw the last time Ryan Pace wanted to draft a quarterback in the first round and they don't have a first round pick uh so that won't help either um people seem to be very split on this Arizona Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray you buy in stock or stock or sell in stock I like what they're doing. Cliff Kingsbury was extremely conservative uh, the first three or four games of the season, and that had a lot to do with their losing. Um, and Kyler Murray was just sort of getting his feet wet. He's played better, uh, primarily better, each and every week. And, and I think King, Clint, uh, Cliff Kingsbury sort of opened things up and felt more comfortable. Um, the defense played really well against the Giants. I don't know if that's <laughs> – excuse me, I don't know if you can take much away from that because it's the Giants. But uh, – I'm willing to give them time to see if it works. You sort of need the right players to run the air raid system, and they had a pretty good draft on paper coming into to this season. A couple of guys are hurt, but, um, yeah, I, I, I was interested to see what Kyler could do. He hasn't disappointed, and in some ways he's sort of exceeded expectations. I wasn't necessarily sold on Cliff Kingsbury coming in here. He, he got fired from Texas Tech for not being a very good coach, so I didn't think he was magically going to fix things overnight in Arizona, and I sort of joked that if he looked like Rob Ryan, he would never get a job. Uh, based on his track record, but here we are, and, and I think he's doing okay, and I think he has a chance to get better. Read this man's work at cbssports.com. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Wilson CBS. Ryan, appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Danny. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.